0: We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast, where you think before you love. Please feel free to subscribe and listen on Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Breakers, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Deezer, or your browser. Be sure to share a link with a colleague, family member, or friend. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to the sensitive nature of subject matter. Think Before You Love is the Romantic Truth Podcast motto. You will not get slapped here, we promise. Hi everyone, Joss, I'm with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, and um, what we're going to do today, we're going to pull some statistics and some information about long distance relationships. So this show is dedicated to solely long-distance relationship. We're not going to veer off into other areas. We're going to stay focused on this. And the reason being is that a good percentage of you wind up in these LDRs. Some of them are not so effective, and others are very effective. It depends on how you use them. I'll give an example about 32.5% of college students are involved in a long distance relationship. Now, I want you to think about a few things here. You're looking at on average a four year window of being separated from your partner. Now, the interesting thing is statistically, most people who are in long distance relationships have a radius of about 175 miles from that party. So when you start talking thousands of miles, hundreds of miles, the interest kind of wanes. Now the interesting thing is, women prefer accessibility within a small geographic area, which means that in most cases, women are not down for a long distance relationship unless the man does all the traveling. Now there are exceptions to the rule, but statistically, Women prefer a man within a 10-mile radius. Now, there are a lot of factors that go along with this. One of them being, she's in demand. She's going to have better choices in men. So she doesn't have to expand her radius as much as a man does. Because a guy may be rejected by every woman in his geographic area, take for instance a 10-mile area, or may not find anyone who's single in this area because he may live in a community that has a whole bunch of homes with families in them, with single families in them. So unless he finds a divorcee or maybe uh, a daughter that's of age or someone like that to date, he's got to expand his radius. And it could very well mean that he's going 20, 30 miles out to meet a woman. Now, also... When it comes to visiting, statistically, a person will visit their partner 1.5 times per month, one and a half times per month, roughly. So they have that accessibility. They usually call about twice a day or at least two times within a week it depends it varies on that but here's the thing you have to understand these individuals have a structured plan to be with each other the reason why this relationship will probably work for some people is because they have optimism they have a plan and they have a time horizon to be together. Now I looked at one statistic that was pretty interesting. 32% of people who meet online in a long distance relationship, when they get into the same proximity as the person that they're with, they actually break up. In some instances, the distance is the actual means for the relationship to function. And the reason being it has a lot to do with the individual still going through their regular routine and it's uninterrupted because their partner is miles away. However, when that partner is brought or they come to that individual, they have to alter their routine and this is usually where the breakdown occurs. Because at this point, it's not viewed as something that is comfortable for that party. And so that's the reason why they can't be themselves, in other words, as they would think. Now, we have all other drivers that really wedge to break these people up. You have to worry about things such as, is my partner cheating on me? What kind of level of commitment do we have between each other? Uh, Do we have a schedule when we are going to communicate? Are we video chatting? Are we making phone calls? Are we texting? Is it a combination of all three? Whose turn is it to visit? These are all things we have to think about. Now, what you will find is that most Americans do not like long-term, I mean long-distance relationships. And the reason why they don't is because of the way we're brought up culturally. We like instant gratification which means that we don't wanna have to wait too long for something. We put time as a premium. The time that we're actually in the air, if we dated from someone from Los Angeles and we went to New York to visit, the problem would be that flight going to New York from Los Angeles, some of us would think we're wasting time and money because then the relationship is under the clock we got to see whether this is going to work if it's not going to work it's costing too much money taking up too much time and we have to have some kind of closer time horizon now there are some couples that are bicoastal, where you have them living in new york and in, you know the other party in california as an example as an extreme example but here's the thing you have to understand with these relationships A lot of these folks are making pretty good money in order to afford it. The average Joe and Jane have to come up with a plan because they can't spend too much money on airline tickets. And not only that, the cost of living where they are may be strangling them to death as well. Now, another problem if that person relocates to you or cohabitates with you, they're gonna have, have that period of adjustment to find a job. Now, a lot of people would tell them, hey, why don't you start looking for work before you get here? Well, that sounds good, except for one thing. If they're going to, let's take for instance a small town and the practice there is to hire locally. You may have to go and co-sign for that person. In other words, be a reference for that person to get a job in your town. And you could very well be putting your reputation on the line. What if that person is not reliable? What if that person gets the job and then quits the same day? These things you have to consider. And a lot of folks don't. Also, a couple of things that will help you out. Never go anywhere broke. No matter what they tell you you don't have to worry about paying for, don't go there with empty pockets. You never know what the situation will be that you will face. You never know. You might get a layover in Chicago. You may be stuck there for two days on your way to New York if you're coming from L.A. So you just don't want to depend on The generosity and goodwill of the person, whether you're a woman or a man, just don't do it. Now, it sounds crazy. It sounds very fundamental. But you would be surprised how many people who will do this. They will openly travel with no money in their pockets and get caught in a situation and then they're stuck. That's just the way it goes. Now... A lot of times, too, uh, when it comes down, I'm looking here at another stat. This other stat says that um, a person calls 2.7 days per week, which is a pretty good average, which is a pretty good average, I might add. But here's the thing you have to also understand. Most of these folks are living within proximity of their partner. They can get in their car and go see that partner if they get lonely, if they get horny or whatever. And, you know, a three hour drive is about, that's about tops for most people, three to four hours. After that, they start to question, is it worth it? Should I be doing this? Why am I doing this? And if you're in a long distance relationship and you're asking yourself, why are you making a drive? That means the integrity of the relationship is in question. Now, one interesting statistic about long distance relationships when I related to that 32.5% of college students, guess what the demographic is for that group? The majority, 18 to 24 years of age. Now, remember, I've always told you that that demographic is the most turbulent demographic of all groups, because that's when you're going to try to practice some of the things that you have thought about in your earlier years. So you fall in love with somebody in high school, as an example, and now you guys are going to college. He may be going to Fresno State, she may be going to Cal State Fullerton. Pretty good clip away from both parties, right? However, in this situation, what happens, what happens in this situation is that you have the distance and you still can be feasibly together based on geography. So it's not something that's out of the realm of possibilities. You may not be able to see each other every month, but you'll probably be able to see each other maybe on spring break, summer break, those kind of things. So it works out for some people in that particular sense. Now, many of these long-distance relationships are based on technology. So if there's a storm, for instance, and Internet services are wiped out, you might be in that nebulous space, don't know if your partner's okay, leads to anxiety, and you're trying to get in touch with them, and it depends on, you know, how far they are away from you. Now, there are some other things that we have to look at. When we look at the percentage of uh, these relationships that actually work. On average, couples last about three months. Usually, most relationships that are long distance collapse in about three-month period. So that's about 90 days. But this is not absurd because this is about the same number that happens with regular relationships. You meet someone online, usually you have a 90-day bell curve. That's a common thing. You meet the person, you're ooh and on because you're opening a package and it's a wonderful package. You see the contents of that package, which is that individual's personality, et cetera, et cetera. And things start to flatten out when you find out the truth about that person. They may not have been so charismatic and so flamboyant as you thought. And so therefore now you're coming down on the downside of that bell curve after 90 days. The same thing happens when it comes down to a long distance relationship. You're excited about meeting this new person. Dopamine's kicking in, but you really haven't looked at the the, uh, logical aspect of how you guys gonna really be together. And you cross that hurdle when you get there, you say something like, I don't care what it takes, I'll move earth, sand and stone to be with this person. Sounds good, until you actually are faced with some of the challenges associated with that particular situation. Now, another thing with this type of relationship that you have to be aware of, and that is when you're in these types of relationships, you may wind up dealing with a person who's very insecure. And depending on that level of insecurity will dictate how things actually progress. So it gets to a point that person's calling you like every other hour. What'd you eat for lunch? What'd you do for breakfast? What'd you do at the gym? And that could be very annoying. And so you'd really have to watch that. There are others that may just want the relationship for some sort of emotional relief. In other words, they may not establish with you that the only thing they want to do is to use you for some sort of uh, emotional uh, redemption because they can't get it from their partner. They could very well be in a relationship or even full-blown married. And the relationship with you is nothing more than just something for them to do in order to relax their mind and feel like they're wanted and appreciated they have no intentions of meeting you they're going to come up with every kind of excuse under the sun in order to avoid meeting you because they don't take you that seriously they take their feelings and their insecurities that seriously but not you and what you're doing is being nothing more than an ointment on the rash of their insecurity that's it Nothing more than that. So no matter how much you put your heart into it, this person's not giving you back what you're putting in. And that happens more often than you think. Now, when it comes to virtual sex, which is one issue that many uh, long-distance couples have, guy may send dick pics, may send a video of him masturbating. She may do the same. Be careful with this. I don't recommend it unless you guys really have met and known each other for a while. Reason being, you never know. There are people out there who harvest photos just so that they could go and add to their collection. They may do this with hundreds of people. And you'll just be another number. But the problem is your body parts out there. And if you happen to do this, folks, you might want to not use your face in the photo. You could put on a mask. You could go and uh, cover up any tattoos you may have with uh, Band-Aids or gauze or whatever, if you're going to do this. I don't condone it, but you know, human behavior is a driver and it's something else. People will do whatever they seek out to do. Now, another thing you have to realize, a 2018 survey of long distance relationships found that 27% of couples had never lived near each other. 27% of couples in 2018 never lived near each other before they got together. 50% of those people in the survey also met each other online. So, we have to also look at what happens here. The person has a juxtaposition they're going to another area, another community, they meet this person, they're a total stranger to that environment, geographically, they have to be shown around by that partner that's uh, leading them around. And hopefully, the person's in good uh, social standing, I'll put it that way. Because the last thing you want to do is to get in a situation, move to a town, and the person you're with has a v- bad reputation that will reflect on you. But this is what we have to think about, though. Well, we're going to talk more about this particular subject matter in just a moment. So stay tuned. All right, folks, um... Also, according to academic research, a survey was done and found that 75% of college students also have participated at some point in a long-distance relationship. Now, 325 of that group is more of a consistent group of people that are in long-term relationships so that other percentage of that 75 percent are those who have done it but may not be participating anymore now another thing to keep in mind here as well is that the majority of these people that are in these relationships in college a good percentage of them are freshmen and what's happening is they're relocating to other states and so they may go out of state. So take for instance, they may go from uh, Los Angeles. Instead of going to UCLA, they want to go to University of Oklahoma. They may have a girlfriend back in Los Angeles or boyfriend back in Los Angeles. And this is how a lot of these relationships begin. Now, another thing that we have to keep in mind also with this uh, situation is that with many of these relationships, they change over time. So through that four years over there at Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma, and this person back in Los Angeles may be going to UCLA or USC, they may have vignettes of each other's growth. So they may see each other during spring break, they may see each other during the summer, spending summers together, maybe going down to Oklahoma, coming back to California, and what happens the relationship dynamic changes there's some growth that's involved but it's individual growth and being that they're preoccupied with their studies uh they don't really have that much downtime together they're probably not studying together and they're also setting up their own set of friends in those different locations which can also be challenging now one problem that comes up a lot with these LDRs is that jealousy it becomes a problem. Many couples use social media, according to Pew Research, 24% of internet users are using it for the purpose of sustaining a long distance relationship. That includes email, social media, uh, TikTok, you name it, in order to keep in touch with their partner. So now, here's the thing you have to understand with this. You have to understand that even though technology can be used to better facilitate communications between couples, you have to also understand that it could also be a threat in the way that a person monitors you. Take, for instance, you post on Facebook and you may have uh, a night out with some of the people that you're going to school with and you guys are drinking beers at a tavern. Well, your partner may be studying for a midterm somewhere else and when they see that they become jealous. Are there any women there? I didn't know you drank. I didn't know you smoked. When did you start smoking? When did you start drinking? And of course, these things now build the anxiety, which can also impact that person's grades. It could impact the way they study. It could impact their focus on things. So there's a broad spectrum of impacts that takes place. Same thing can happen if a person's just working. It could be where they may get in trouble on their job because they're streaming social media to monitor their partner or to interact. And this is where you have to learn emotional discipline because you don't want to have something come out that will jeopardize the relationship and really put you both in a bad situation or a vulnerable situation. There are other things. Folks, even if you live in the same town, I live here in Vegas. I can tell you, I'm in a certain part of Vegas. If someone tells me they live somewhere like uh, Henderson or Grass Valley, that's a long distance relationship. That's about 40, maybe even 60 miles away. Everything is so spread out. You may live in California, like for instance, when I lived down in Anaheim. I had dates with women that were in the Gora Hills, Thousand Oaks. Pretty good clip, pretty good drive. Oxnard, Calabasas. That was a pretty good drive. And so, in order to sustain those relationships, we had to depend heavily on technology phones and this was well before the internet is was as sophisticated as it is now so when we scheduled time to be together it had to have meaning it had to promote the relationship it had to go beyond the scope of what we were and so one thing I want you to understand long distance relationships are very demanding resource intensive And this is the reason why most people don't want to get in them. They're not made for everyone. Most often, they fail within about 90 days, if they last that long in some cases. A lot of times, people will put you on the back burner if you're in one of these relationships. So take, for instance, you meet someone online. You guys are now talking about you're a couple. And you may communicate with this person when they have some downtime and have nothing else to do. But you're no longer a priority to them because you're out of sight, out of mind, out of season, out of time. That's where they look at it. So you have to have a plan, a comprehensive plan, the two of you, where you guys are gonna be together, be on the same accord, meet, and see about promoting the relationship forward. And it's difficult because some of you really don't have the resources to do so. Oh, your passion is there. Some of you have had to save up thousands of dollars to travel overseas to be with someone. Only to spend maybe a few days with them a week. Another thing to be mindful of with long distance relationships. You meet someone in a country that's economically challenged and you're in a Western industrialized nation Be very careful before you would even make any promises to this person or get involved with them for a relationship. If they're telling you that they'll come over and have your baby, they haven't done anything you can't get right here in the States. So what I'm telling you is, Don't get involved with one of these relationships while you have low self-esteem. Because most often, these people are looking for economic security. It's not that they're bad people or anything, but economically things may not be as good there as they perceive it to be here. See, the assumption from many people of different countries is that America is wealthy and that everyone in it is wealthy which is not the case by no stretch of the imagination and here's another thing too to keep in mind as well we print more money than other nations because we can afford to it doesn't necessarily mean we're wealthy it means that we have more currency in circulation we tell everyone we're wealthy but if you overextend yourself naturally But here's the thing I would tell you more so than anything here. Be very careful. A lot of these people are looking just to get the visa. They already have someone here that they've been communicating with who's probably from their own tribe, own country. And they just need you here as a stepping stone to get here. And then they'll go on and pursue whomever they so desire. Even if they were married to you. I bring this up because there was a situation where a lady sponsored a man from Nigeria to come here to the States. She was in love with him, but there was only one problem with the situation. He was still married to the woman in Nigeria, but he had lied to this woman and said he was single. Well, he got to the States, got him a job, did all of his paperwork. She took care of all of his immigration paperwork to get him a green card so he could work here. And he was on this path to citizenship. And she thought she really had something going on with him. Well, he said he was gonna go back home to visit, which he did. He goes back home, he's got a few dollars in his pocket and he pays for his wife and children to come over and they go down to Houston, they stay with relatives of him supposed to be of his and so while they were down there this woman is thinking okay we could start a family now and she wanted to have children with this man because she was in her early 40s so she knew that her time was limited it took her a while to discover that he had another family he was married and she really started to take notice when he was always going down to Houston to visit his relatives. The woman met the wife on several occasions and they had it understood that the wife would present herself as his sister. Well, the woman found out about it and immediately she didn't wanna have nothing to do with him anymore. He goes down to Houston with his wife, and they're still in the states doing well. Please understand that you need to do your due diligence with these people. Don't let them blow smoke up your, butt, your tailpipe about what they want to build for you, buy for you, have in their country. Uh, all of this stuff about them, uh, you know, being generals and captains in the military. You can go online and look at what a uh, you know a, a soldier makes in some of these countries. It's not much, not much at all. So it may sound prestigious, but it really it's very marginal. And the more you buy into this, the more they'll lead you on other long-term, or long-distance relationships that will burn you. I talk about the scams a lot, right? Well, this is the ideal environment for a scammer because they don't have to worry about meeting you at any time, and they can get next to you, and they can get next to your feelings and emotions, and then to your purse to open it up or your wallet to open it up in order to get you where they want you. These people are called cafe boys. You have cafe boys and cafe girls they go to internet cafes or they may work in a call center and they establish profiles on social media and on dating apps that's what they do and so many of them work in shifts and what happens you may carry on a conversation with someone and then the next day You've already sent this person a photo of yourself and all of this stuff. That same person, as you think, which is a different person, actually, will ask you for a photo again. And they're so lazy, they're not going to scroll back up the thread to see that you've already sent it. What they want you to do is to re-educate them on everything that you guys have talked about. And this is a red flag if ever I saw one. But a lot of you fall for it. You fall for the okie doke don't do that. It's not worth it. They will tell you lies like they're working on a drilling platform and they need money to get back home. They may tell you that they're secret service or they work for the CIA or they work for the Navy SEAL Team Six or they, I've heard all kind of lies. What they're doing is they're trying to perpetuate an image. They'll say they work in the army and that they're in Africa on assignment. All right, well, you're in the army, you're in Africa on assignment. What the hell does that have to do with you? And many times they won't tell you what army they're in. They'll just say U.S. But see, they're not that familiar with American culture, so they're going to try to improvise as much as they can. They will lie and fake like they are You know in your town and you find out they're in Nigeria and Ghana. They might be in Niger They may be in another country throughout Africa These people are trying to hustle for money and trying to get as much as they can That's the reason why many Americans do not get involved with long distance relationships overseas, even though the technology's there. These people will try to get you to go on WhatsApp. They'll try to get you to go on Google Hangouts. They're gonna usually get a number off of either Google uh, Voice or they may get a number off of uh, Text Me, one of these other apps where they have a fake uh, phone number. And the phone number is a voice over IP number. It's not a regular cell phone number. I would tell you the first thing to do if you ever encounter someone like this is to call them. If they don't pick up, that's your answer. If they pick up and you hear that accent and they're telling you that they're from Texas, you already know. Because, see, they can't fake that. They'll lie and say that they can't receive calls because they're at work or whatever. That's on them. They shouldn't have contacted you if they weren't able to be contacted back. So don't tread lightly on that. Stay firm. Because, see, the more wiggle room you get them to lie, give them to lie, the more of your time they're going to waste. And eventually, they're trying to get you into an environment where they can ask you for something. Now, they're gonna have an immediate crisis of some sort. It used to be they wanted you to buy iTunes cards, or they wanted you to buy Google Play cards. The managers in the stores now understand when you come in there wanting to buy several of them, they already know what's up. They already know you've been scammed. Some will even call the police to really help you out to try to find out what's going on with that person. So, do not allow yourself to be that weak. Also, they will say something like, it's their birthday tomorrow or it's their birthday next week. Cash out me some money. The answer is no, you don't know them. You send nothing to these people. No Amazon gifts, no nothing. They don't deserve it. They haven't earned the right to be in your life. Now, another thing too, don't try to be so secretive. If you know you're being scammed or feel as though you are, tell your family members, tell your friends, talk to someone, because the way they get over on you is through isolation. The more they can isolate you, the easier they have a chance of manipulating. How can you also tell that you're being scammed? A lot of times, they won't have the English uh, language down pat. They'll say something like, happy Monday. Americans don't talk like that. That's a clue right there. A lot of times what they do is do an internet search on certain things in your community when you are uh, chatting with them to act like that they really live in the same town you're in are from the same town. That's an easy fix. The only thing you have to do is know something specifically that's very popular in your community. That's not so publicized that everybody kind of like on the street knows. That'll give you an answer. That person would be lost. You could ask some simple questions like, what's the next town over from the one I live in? They should be able to tell you if they live in that community. This is the reason why I say these folks are out to scam you. They want to get to your heart and get to your purse. A lot of times, you fellas think you're talking to a woman, you're actually chatting with a dude. And sometimes you ladies may think you're chatting with that man, He might might be married over there and you're chatting with his wife on the second shift or his girlfriend. That's the way it works. Use your mind before your wallet. That's all I got to tell you on that. And God help you. Sit on your heart with that as a matter of fact. We're going to talk more in a moment. right now some of the things to look out for uh in order to make the relationship sustainable let's talk about this in particular the first thing we need to look at is i got your attention didn't i the first thing to look at folks is we have to look at ways of communicating in other words not just one or two platforms what several of them, including writing letters. This will help because it gives you the physical touch. Ladies, you can put cologne in the uh, letters. Uh, some women have been known to put their pubic hair in the letters. Those kind of things. And let the man know that she cares. Um, you guys may want to stream a movie together like it's a date night. You dress up, she dresses up. Fellas, and you guys have a date night online where the two of you are video chatting. Uh, you want to have mundane conversations every once in a while. You also want to schedule times to talk about some hardcore issues in your relationships that need to be addressed. Very important. Other things you want to look at you want to look at scheduling a time where the two of you can have a routine. Just like uh, he's coming home from work, or you're coming home from work, ladies, and you guys can kind of purge and tell each other, you know, what went on during your day. Those things are very important, they help a lot. Um, You wanna have a sculptured plan, a progressive plan, about when you guys are gonna be together. So there should be a dialogue about your intentions and your plans to be together. Now, you need to understand, as I told you before about that one stat, about the percentage of people that actually don't make it in relationships because they wind up moving in together, and they realize that 32% of them, they actually came out better being separated from each other. So you're going to have to really prepare yourselves for that adjustment. So some of the things you probably wanna talk about at this point, if we were together, what are some of the things that you'd wanna keep? What are some of the things that we would need to get rid of? Or we need to compromise on? To start talking about these things early so that you'll have an idea when you're together. Because you're gonna have a lot of time, downtime, until your relationship really starts to fire off. Now the one thing that I will tell you too, and they don't talk about this, but many of these relationships actually wind up being sexually based relationships. So they're not based on anything more than that. And. Keep in mind, usually when this takes place in these long-distance relationships that are sexually based, it could very well wind up being a situation where there is nothing else to offer in it but that. And there may be other reasons why the two of you are doing this. It could be that, take for instance, she may work at a radio station on the East Coast. He may work on one in the Midwest then they meet in Atlanta for a conference. And so every year, these two meet for that conference, they have some good old times. However, during the year, they respectfully go to their neutral corners and spend the time with their partner. It's just not uncommon. And so we have to really put things in perspective here because there are some people that want the long distance relationship and they want the one that they have locally. And there's some people that will actually tell their partner, hey, look, you know what? Why don't you get someone there to take care of those needs while we are apart? And then when we get together, we will then jettison those people and focus on us. You have some people that come up with that suggestion. And for some, it does work. For others, they're like, well, that would defeat the purpose. Now, there are a couple of other things that we have to think about as well. When these couples are planning things out, they need to also understand that when it comes down to being together, a lot of them have never been together. Now, it's different if you went to college and you know, you're know separated in that situation, probably with high school sweethearts, and then you went your separate ways. That's understandable. But there are others of you that never had that opportunity, and you met this person online. So they're still a total stranger, even though you guys have exchanged all kinds of emotions, affections, even though you've swapped videos and all kinds of pictures, that person's still a stranger. You haven't met them, you don't know how they smell, you don't know how they feel. So this is the reason why so many people choose to date people that are closer to them geographically than further away. It makes sense. And when I say further away, I'm talking emotionally. And farther away when it comes to geographically. Because, see, the one thing you have to understand, when a person doesn't have any dog in the fight, so to speak, and they're getting to know you, they haven't associated a value with you yet. So you're not really a priority to them yet. You haven't earned that right as they see it. So what you are is just a figure. You're someone that they may like, may admire, may think that's handsome, cute, fine, funny, whatever, but they don't see you in the light of being that person that, how could I best say it? They don't see you in the light of being that person that's a priority for them. You haven't earned that right yet. And some people think they have because now they found someone online that really likes them and can tolerate them, likes their crazy jokes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they think that they have that opportunity now to just go in and start making demands. And that's not the case, such as scolding the person for not logging in a certain time on Skype, those kind of things. You got to remember, you have very little equity in that relationship at that point. Now, other difficulties. You find out that your partner has gone out without telling you. And you try to treat it just like you would a domestic relationship, right? Well, where were you at nine o'clock? you're not even entitled to ask that question. The reason being, you're not there. Now, you would hope that that individual will share that information with you and let you know, hey, you know what, me and the girls are going out to do this, to do that. But if you're sitting there like you're in a conventional relationship, thinking that that person has to be accountable to you at every turn, you know, bumped your damn head and stumbled in the dark, Don't allow yourself to get to that point. Don't. Now, other things that may need to be considered. When it comes down to birthdays and holidays, I get this question a lot. If you're in a long-distance relationship, never met that person, is it appropriate for you to send them a birthday gift? Well, you can if you so feel the desire to. Just make sure you know who the hell you're sending it to. Please. Because a lot of you, this is how you get used. You send it to someone in another country. They take it. They sell it. You never see it again. And then they try to get you for more and more money. Be careful because these scams are real. They have apps that they've set up with nothing but scammers on them. Everybody you chat with on some of those apps, that's all you're dealing with. And they try to act like they're legit by saying something like report scammers. And when you do, (laughs) more than likely, they're gonna kick you off the damn app. And the reason why is because it's run by them. So be careful on that. These off the wall apps that you never heard of before Dating apps, be careful on that. Stick with something that's kind of popular and familiar. Saves you a lot of trouble and headaches. Now, um, another thing that comes up a lot. There are some people out there that honestly believe that marriage is the best way to go with LDRs. So they're not going to date. They consider themselves dating online. And when they get together, they think that they could just jump into marriage. This is one of the worst mistakes you can make. Again, you don't know that person. And you can make a giant leap like that. You may want to rethink your program. Don't put yourself in that predicament. Other things that will happen with LDRs as well. The family may not approve of you being in one. And this is not uncommon. A lot of you will double down and try to get your partner to give you that positive reinforcement. And there's a good possibility that that partner is the biggest detriment to you. And this is something that you have to come to a realization and face. you got to be a little bit more optimistic in your choices. But you also have to be a person who does their due diligence in order to make sure that you're not being duped or played. Because a lot of you wind up that way. A lot of you wind up being used by people. And nobody wants that. Now. When it comes to standards. You need to establish those early. So. This is the reason why I tell you to give a schedule. To that person. Let them know. Hey we'll talk on. uh, At 3 o'clock my time on Saturdays. And that way. They have something to look forward to, you do too. And not only that, you're letting them know that you're a priority, I mean that they're a priority, and you're putting them in a place where they feel as though hey, you know what? I must mean something to this person. But like I said, you gotta have an in game plan. Worst thing to do is to start a long distance relationship with someone that's nodding their head and saying, uh-huh, yeah, we're going to do this, only to find out that this person has no intentions of having a long-term relationship with you, and they'll wind up being a glorified pen pal, and they may have a whole family. And So there's no way the hell they're leaving their wives or husband for you, and you wind up being nothing more than a source of entertainment and a big waste of time. Don't put yourself there, you're not you don't have to. Don't have to put yourself in that predicament. Other things to consider. If that person's telling you, why don't you relocate where I am? You can sell your house, sell your car, sell all your assets. I tell people this all the time. Don't sell a damn thing. Don't give up an apartment, especially if you're meeting this person for the first time don't do nothing stupid like that break your lease move there with them and then find out oh it's not working let me take my ass back where I have to come up now with first lesson and security deposit and pay some horrendous rent probably won't be able to live in the same area you lived in before cause of the cost of living impact don't put yourself there always leave your options open It's just to help you. Don't go into opening up joint bank accounts. I would highly not recommend that. Some of you have done this. With someone you met online and never met before. What the hell are you doing? see, what you have to remember is this. You're being emotionally vulnerable with someone that you don't even know that's overseas or that maybe right a few blocks from you. You never know. But here's the thing. The people you see every day in the supermarket, in Walmart, are folks that would be just as interested in you, but guess what you won't do? Give them the time of day or talk to them. Because your mind is fixed on the person you're with is better than that person you met. Some of you actually believe that. And you don't want to go through all the turmoil of getting to know that person physically. They know where you are. You have a lot of anonymity with uh, long-distance relationships. And so, therefore, you can make yourself out to be anything you would like. That person that's right there in your community, they can see you for what you are. And the problem is, if you don't like yourself, they'll be able to call it out. That person online hasn't gotten to that point yet. We'll talk more In just a moment. All right. In conclusion, we've looked at some of the threats that long distance relationships have. some of the controversies associated with it, some of the statistics on it. Now, let's look at a couple of other things here. Some of these relationships do last, but it's a small percentage. Contrary to popular belief, I've seen all kinds of statistics from, you know, it depends on what dating site you go to. Some have said as high as 40% others have said as low as 12. But here's the thing you have to understand about these particular situations. It's all subjective. It depends on the partners. It depends on their commitment. It depends on how they participate in that relationship. And it doesn't always work out the way that we would like it to. A lot of times... These relationships fall short in substance, in patience, and in resources. So it can be very challenging for people who get into them. They're not the easiest relationships to manage. And you have to have a timeline. you got to have a schedule of communications. you got to have times to recognize and acknowledge that the two of you have not been around each other in a while or if at all and therefore you have to understand that there has to be some sort of medium where you guys can meet on and really discuss some of the things that may be lacking in your relationships this gives you a chance to deal with potential problems for the future where you can work on those things to come up with comprehensive plans on how to manage certain situations that you may be exposed to as a couple and also it gives you an insight on the anticipation of the two of you being together and that's a benefit so you have all these things going for you firing on all cylinders at the same time now What are some of the other concerns that you may have when it comes down to these situations? Social perceptions of you. A lot of times people associate people who are in uh, long-distance relationships as being desperate. They view them as being people that are not really into relationships of sorts. You know, they're just there um, with a pen pal. So the relationship is marginalized. You will have others who will have the relationship based on the premise of only seeing each other during certain times, whether certain times of the year, certain events, and that's all it comes down to. What will be the value of your relationship? Do you have a value associated with it? Is it a priority? Or is it just something that you're doing on a casual basis? Does that person on the other end know that it's just a casual relationship, nothing serious and nothing that's going to materialize? Or are you deceiving them or do you think you're being deceived by them? If this relationship was to evolve and you were to be with that person, figuratively, knowing what you know now about how long do you think you could actually be with that person? Would it be something that you guys would just do just for the hell of it and then go your separate ways? These are questions you have to ask yourself because you're investing your emotional capital in the relationship. You're investing your money, your time, especially. And you might be jeopardizing your reputation. You don't know yet. Especially if you never met that person. Because you're dealing with the aspect of what they want you to see about them. Not necessarily what you know about them. Are you in a relationship that if it were to be brought to light, it would be problematic for you or for that person? Some of you have written in about that same issue. A couple of you ladies have now decided to experiment with other women And you haven't really met the person but you don't want anyone else to know because if they did know your reputation would be in question. I get it. So there's a lot of considerations when you're doing this. A lot of things you need to think about. A lot of things you need to navigate and work on. And sadly more often than not we don't think of it that way. And sometimes we should. Because after all, it's our lives, we only get one chance at this. And, you know, I don't want you to wind up like the guy did in Washington State with the woman in Maine. He had chatted with her for about four years. Bought her things on Amazon, acknowledged her birthday but what she never told him was that she was married and she had a full-blown family and the only reason why she was online with him was because her husband had emotionally abandoned her oh he was still coming home sleeping with her every night she was cooking his meals but this gentleman was getting her time But the time he was getting from her was the residual time she had left over based on the husband's ability not to really uh, communicate with her. And so she took that advantage for herself. And now what does this mean? Frankly it means that what has occurred she's got something to do with this guy. and his heart emotions were totally into her but she didn't think he was worthy. He had flown out from what I understand to see her and she never once met him at the airport as she initially claimed. He tried to contact her, tried to text her, and tried to uh, communicate with her while he was there in town. She just shut everything down. He makes it back home. And she starts communicating with him, apologizing about how she was sorry she was out of town, which was a big lie. He swallowed it along with his pride and everything else she had thrown in his way. If you don't get anything out of this particular episode, folks, one thing I want you to get out of it is that long distance relationships are a gamble, no matter how you look at it, and with that, you have to understand. It's a lot riskier the further you are away, it's a lot uh, challenging over the years that some of you won't be with each other. It's best just to look at 90 days if you can't do it within 90 days, mm -mm. don't waste your time. As you probably can tell, I'm not a fan of long distance relationships. that's one of the reasons why most of my ads I would say maybe California and Nevada, possibly Utah and Arizona every once in a while maybe New Mexico that'd be the first because the rest of it is a pipe dream it's a waste of time in a pipe dream but that's just my assessment of it some of you know better but I'm just telling you things that would help you along the way. I want you to take care, and I want to thank you for listening. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.